Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. You can learn more about me and heavy metal detox at MyersDetox.com. On this show, we talk about everything related to heavy metal detoxification, chemical detoxification, supplements, protocols, biohacking techniques, and every natural alternative approach under the sun. And I really love to provide you guys with solutions uh, to your health issues and help you, you know, figure out those missing pieces of the puzzle when you're trying everything and nothing is working. I want you to be looking at heavy metals as a possible underlying root cause of some of your symptoms and health issues. Today we have a great show with Nadine Artemis. Uh, she's going to be talking about the hidden health costs of dental procedures and our conventional oral care products and choosing an alternative route. And this show is so good because she talked better and more in depth than all of the dentists combined that I've had on this show. <laughs> I thought it was really amusing because we, we've had a lot of dentists on the show talking about, um, you know, mercury fillings and oral cavitations and, and nothing to discredit them at all. It's just that Nadine, who's a lay person, who's not a dentist, just explained things so clearly and crisply and talked about a lot of things I've never heard before. It's just a really, really good show. And we're talking about some, you know, ingredients that are in natural uh, oral care products that can be problematic and why. And we talk about, you know, should you be using an electric toothbrush or not? And her kind of oral care routine that she recommends uh, that's very, very simple that anyone can do at home. Uh, we talk about mercury fillings and the exact problems that those cause. And we talk about, you know, bridges and cavitations. And we talk about, um, you know, the how the alternatives to mercury fillings, the composite fillings, why those are problematic and why some dental implants can be problematic. Just lots of really good uh, tips on this show today. If you guys are concerned about your heavy metals and if heavy metals may be contributing to your symptoms, I created a two-minute quiz that can help you to determine your relative levels of heavy metals in your body. Just go to heavymetalsquiz.com. Take it. It only takes a couple of seconds and you get a lot of information about what are the next steps? Where do you start when you're wanting to detox your body and have a little free video series after taking the quiz? So take the quiz, enjoy that and learn more about your heavy metal burden and what to do about it. Our guest Nadine Artemis is the author of two books, including Renegade Beauty, Reveal and Revive Your Natural Radiance and Holistic Dental Care, The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. She's the creator of livinglibations.com, a luxury line of organic, wild-crafted, non-GMO serums, elixirs, and essential oils for those seeking the purest of the pure botanical, natural health, and beauty products on the planet. Artemis is an innovative uh, aromacologist developing immune-enhancing formulas and medicinal blends for health and wellness. 
her healing creations, along with her concept of renegade beauty, encouraging effortlessness, uh, eschew regimes, and inspire people to rethink, rethink conventional notions of beauty and wellness. Her potent dental serums are used worldwide and provide the purest oral care available. She's received glowing reviews of her work, including uh, being featured in The Hollywood Reporter, Los Angeles Times, New York Magazine, People, Elle, Yoga Journal, Natural Health, The New York Times, and The National Post. Celebrity fans include Shailene Woodley, Carrie Ann Moss, Mandy Moore, and many others. Uh, Alanis Morissette describes Nadine as a true sense visionary. Nadine has the, the greatest collection of rare and special oils, and she has a wondrous knowledge and passion for it all. Avita founder Horst Rachel Bacher calls Nadine a pure flower of creativity. You can learn more about Nadine and her essential oils and uh, natural care products at livinglibations.com. Nadine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So we're going to be talking about dental procedures and how they can promote heavy metal toxicity in the body and some, uh, you know, healthier solutions, healthier alternatives. So what are some of the, the procedures that we should be aware of that promote heavy metal toxins in the body? Yeah, it, within the dental realm, there's a, quite a, a few things that sort of form together to create like a perfect storm for you know, creating toxicity in the body. And so some of the, some of it is the procedures like root canals, fillings, uh, even a tooth extraction can cause toxins in the body, which we can get into. And then it's also just like our daily care of our teeth. So from the sodium lauryl sulfates and toothpaste, the triclosan, which just is, uh, wreaks havoc on the microbiome along with um, you know, Listerine and different mouth washes that are have alcohol in them, and that the studies show it can be quickly Googled. Uh, alcohol mouthwashes causing over 36,000 cases of oral cancer a year. Wow. So we've got all that coming at us. And what one reason why the mouth is such a, a vehicle to kind of um, if it's toxin and toxins and if there are toxins in there, there could be toxins in the rest of the body is because we have such a rich microbiome in our mouths. So I think a lot of us are understanding more and more about the gut microbiome and how the gut microbiome is connected to the brain. Well, the mouth's microbiome is connected to all of that too. And so when there's an imbalance there, or if there, and we might be aware of like leaky guts, well, there's also le what I coin like leaky gums. And so that's when your gums are bleeding or you have something like a root canal and then those are draining toxins into the bloodstream and passing the blood brain barrier. And so we can get quite a chemical cocktail going in there and then we've got our common sort of toothpaste and mouthwashes that are further imbalancing that microbiome. And then you throw a mercury filling in there, <laughs> you know, so it can be quite a soup of, of issues that can we have to kind of unpack. Yeah, so let's talk just first on mercury filling. So mm -hmm. why, why is mercury used? It kills bacteria. I mean, that's the reason that it's used to, you know, sterilize the, the tooth and, and prevent further cavity and decay. So what is the problem with that? What are the other issues that that's causing? 
Yeah, well, mercury has been used for many decades for fillings, and sometimes it's even recommended for children because it's easier to place if the child is a bit restless in the dental chair. But And then some people don't even think they have mercury fillings. They'll be like, oh, no, I have the silver fillings. And so it is the silver fillings that are about 51% mercury. They also contain nickel, silver, and copper, which can also be toxic. Nickel's quite toxic. And so the interesting thing, too, is if I, we live on a beautiful lake, and if two mercury teeth fillings were popped into that lake, it's just like about a 30-acre lake, that would be deemed you couldn't swim there by the EPA. So that we have in our mouths, inches away from our brain, and there's a huge protocol to once the uh, mercury filling has been removed, it's treated like a hazardous good, and it's like, which is good, it should be. But the the mercury filling doesn't change, you know, alchemy or properties from being removed from the mouth to, you know. It, there's no change in that. And so what we now understand, there's lots of studies that show that mercury fillings, whether they're old or new, are excreting mercury vapors into the body 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whether you got them in 20 years ago or just yesterday. And when we drink hot fluids or chew like something like gum, then the increase in mercury vapors increase 500% in our mouth. So it, it, it is quite an issue. And it is important to get those mercury fillings removed. And sometimes they can also be under a crown. So and that would look white. So if you do have crowns, maybe you know your history, or you can have your dentist check because it, the crown would be white and it's hiding there underneath. And so again, it's important to remove and it's also important to remove mercury fillings like in a proper way with there's, you know, a, a proper biological dentist will have the proper ventilations and, 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 you know, have you suited up properly so you're not swallowing the vapors. So it's not something you just want to casually go to your normal dentist for because now that people are a little bit more aware about mercury, it is common and it's still something that needs to be done properly and even in a correct order because there's a bit of a voltage exchange in the mouth. Yeah, can you talk a, a bit more about that? Something we haven't really discussed on the show. There's there's an issue with that bolted exchange, and even when people have both mercury and gold fillings, which some some people do, um, mm-hmm. that creates a, a really terrible reaction in the mouth that a lot of people aren't aware of. Yeah, it does create an electrical current that isn't healthy. And this electrical current, I'm not a dentist, so I don't fully get like the order that they do it in, but a proper dentist will do it in the right order. And from other things I've read, it's also affected by like underwire bras if you have the mercury filling. So there's a full electrical current that we don't want to be you know, experiencing beyond the toxins. And then the thing with mercury and other heavy metals, as you know, is that they feed fungus and they feed pathogens. So um, one um, doctor, Dr. Hal Huggins, who was really educating us about mercury filling since 1963, he says that, you know, bacteria eat the heavy metals for breakfast. It's like a perfect union. And they're so happy to have that food sources. Um, the food source, but also, you know, there's different things like braces or the, a lot of people have a, a wire behind their front lower teeth, like once they got their braces off and that's all made out of nickel. And that's also, you know, throwing off the microbiome as a heavy metal would and also adding that toxic load to, to our bodies. 
Yeah, a lot of people, they don't realize that, you know, they have these infections like candida or they've got parasite infections. They keep trying to treat it and then it mm-hmm. keeps coming back. It's because you're feeding that with these mercury fillings and just mercury that you have in your body too. That's yes. as a result yeah. of all this stuff leaching into your system for decades. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, at least this part we can, can kind of control, you know, maybe you can't move, maybe the air quality is not so good or, you know what I mean? But this, these are areas where we can let, like, let some of that toxic burden, like let it off our bodies because this day and age, there's a lot of stuff sort of coming at us. Yeah. And a lot of people, they don't think about also the braces or bridges or things, uh, other things in their mouth that yeah, are made of and, metal. Um, Another another was implants. So there's that titanium yes. post, and that is a danger as well. The only so anytime you're going to introduce something foreign into the body, there's going to be a toll on the autoimmune system. So there is, but the one choice that they've done a lot in Europe is using a zirconium implant, and it's still a foreign object, but it has a very good track record for people that are sensitive to that. So often, you know, you have to have a choice where you may need an implant because bridges are a bit awkward too, right? Because then you have to so so you have to scrape shave down the other two healthy teeth to get in that one perfect bridge tooth. Um, so that can be, you know, a challenging moment. But the other procedure, which often leads to an implant, is root canals. And these are quite toxic. Um, so whether a root canal, you know, you may have one and it may be perfect and not bothering you. But what studies are showing, and I cite these studies in my book, is that no matter even if a root canal is textbook perfect, it's not showing any issues on an x-ray. This study took those perfect root canals that didn't show anything on, uh, root, um, on an x-ray, and then they sent them to independent labs for testing, and all of the root canals showed severe bacteria. So it, it, you don't necessarily have to have a root canal removed, but if you do have a challenge to your health right now, it could be one of the root causes. Because the theory behind a root canal is to take a dead tooth, um, you know, and keep it, sterilize it, clean out the pulp chamber. And then, you know, it's a good theory. Then you can have your original tooth at least being a placeholder in your mouth. However, it's impossible to sterilize because each tooth contains over, like a back molar has over three miles of microscopic tubules inside. That's impossible to sterilize. And so the studies show that a root canal is just squirting bacteria into the bloodstream also 24 hours a day, just like those mercury fillings creating the vapors. And so, you know, and then if you have mercury fillings in the mouth and you have a root, you know, all those things can combine to really be pulling the immune system down. And so often people go, well, what do I do if I have a root canal? Because it is a bit of a conundrum. If it's a back tooth, it's pretty easy. You can just have it extracted. Um, and you can leave this space. So contrary also to people, you know, saying, you know, your face might sort of cave in or different things, you really can leave that space. And that is the simplest thing to do for one of those teeth. If it's a front tooth, you know, there's a bit of a conundrum, um, but you do need to remove it. And then also what's not common for most dentists, but is for a holistic biological dentist is they will remove the periodontal ligament. And that's very important because if it's left in and it is standard to leave it in, then you can create um, what's called the jaw cavitation because the periodontal ligament is left in. It's kind of like leaving the placenta in after birth. 
And then the gum grows around that and then that starts to rot the jaw and that's called a jaw cavitation. And jaw cavitations don't show up on an x-ray either until it's about 80% decayed. So that's not too fun. But if that is happening, you know, a dentist uh, will, will scrape the jawbone. They'll just go in there with the mite. It doesn't even hurt because you already have the extraction done. They'll scrape the bacteria off the jawbone, allow a blood clot to form. And then they inject that area with ozone and also some, if it's a really great dentist, some plasma therapy. And then that brings the stem cells and stuff to heal the area over the next few months. You have explained this better than all of the <laughs> dentists that I've had on the show. What is going on here? <laughs> I think just because like I am, I'm a patient, right? Like I'm not the dentist. And so I really, my whole goal with my first book, Holistic um, Dental Care was to say, hey, we're all people, we all have teeth, we need to know what to do every day. So we're not just giving it up to the dentist once or twice a year, and then you know not being informed and being confused, and also like, what can we do every day? So we're not maybe going to the dentist, you yeah. know, as much. Yeah, and I think, you know, even if you're going to a biological dentist, you know, his training might have been you know, and Hal Huggins died, might've been 30 years ago, or he might yes. not really be updating his training or, and maybe very well-meaning, but you know, <laughs> everyone has maybe uh, their skill set that they continue to use. So you, you still have to ask those, um, these important questions, even if you are going to a quote, biological dentist, they range in their quality. Absolutely. And I do, I wrote, a, there's an article on our site says what to ask a prospective dentist. Cause like, okay, great. You found what's in the realm of holistic and then you still have questions to ask. Personally, I feel like the best dentist do never consider doing a root canal. Yeah. The, yeah. They know. Yeah. yeah there's I still mean, some in between people, but if the real hardcore dentist, they know not to do one. Yeah, I mean, I can testify to that because I have a root canal that I got when I think I was like 20. I had an abscess and they had to do mm -hmm. my front tooth. They had to do a root canal. And there was a time when like the front tooth came off or whatever the glue came off. And it is the most ungodly smell. I mean, it is completely infected. And that spews that every single day your immune system is fighting this chronic infection that never yes. goes away it can never be healed and yes. so you have enough of those and you have enough mercury fillings not surprising why you might not be feeling so hot or uh or drained you know not have enough energy because you're it's all going to your immune system exactly yeah. And yeah. so, and another thing I want comment I wanted to make about implants is that, you know, if you mm -hmm. have a root canal, the implants, not always, it's like kind of like the, you know, the lesser of two evils there, there yeah. can still be problematic. It can still have complications. You know, now the ceramic ones, uh, there's yes. new ceramic ones that take out that metal reaction factor, that potential metal sensitivity that people mm -hmm. can develop to titanium or other metals. Um, so that seems like a good option, which not every dentist is going to offer. No. Yeah. And yeah, because you want to also be, you want to know that you're going to the dentist that has done all the homework and is really just picking from the cleanest, you know, options for your mouth, the latest technology, because there is going to be compromises or really so many of us have to really clean up previous dental work. 
Yeah, I know. I had my mercury fillings taken out, you know, just by a regular dentist when I was 20. Yeah. I was like, ooh, Me they're too. ugly. I, as soon as I heard about <laughs> it, I was like, okay. And I was 20 and it was a regular guy. I think he was a very skilled with his, you know, he's skilled. He was a good dentist, but I don't think they knew anything about the dams and the, you know. No, no, my dentist. Oh, I just inhaled all that. I had a yeah. nice little breakfast. My parasites <laughs> had a nice little breakfast with my mercury filling removals. Uh, but, but yeah, and I just, I had them taken out. But then I had to have one of the, you know, you have to have the fillings redone. And like 10 years later, I had to have them redone again because one of them cracked. And then lo and behold, there was mercury still underneath the tooth. So uh, yes. even if you have them redone and replaced, make sure you just look in the mirror. Hey, doc, before you fill it in, can I look in the mirror to see if there's still some mercury in there? That's a precaution you might want to take. <laughs> That's a great tip. You know, and then, of course, we're filling with plastic. So yeah, and there's other. Yeah. So you really want to be like with the doctor that's so on it for the latest and greatest, cleanest. Yeah, and yeah. there's they're just again the varying quality in biological dentist as well. And yeah. so what about alternatives to filling? So you touched on mm-hmm. that a little bit cuz again, uh the the filling of composite filling again uh compared to a mercury filling is the lesser of two evils, but it's still problematic. Can you explain why? Exactly. Well, there is yeah, it's still problematic because of the different chemicals or plastics or BPA. What we don't know sort of culturally is that cavities can be reversed in some cases and stopped at least. So there is an option. So if you see a filling, and this was really great for me in my dental journey because around, because uh, I was already formulating and doing skincare and working with all kinds of botanicals. And then I went to my holistic dentist back then at like 22, which was different than the mercury guy. But it was, and this was, you know, beginnings of holistic, not at the biological stage yet. And I don't think the dentist is that holistic, but the hygienist really was, and she was quite revolutionary. And so she saw the beginning of a cavity and she said, well, you know what, go home, play with your things (laughs) and then come back in six months. And that's when I created the happy gumdrops. It was a blend of botanicals that I was using on the cavity. And then I took the x-ray like six months later and it was gone. And that was the first I ever even knew that like Because I just grew up with these, you know, you think they're fixed, they grew in, they're like kind of stones in your teeth, and that's the end when you get your adult teeth. But what I didn't really understand is that the teeth are alive. And so that was the beginning of, of that sort of opening up my understanding about that. And so while our conversation can be kind of scary, because it's like people are probably like, oh, my God, you know, but really know that your mouth is alive, the gums are alive, the the enamel, you know, is alive. And so all of that can, you can evolve wherever your mouth's at right now, it can evolve and gum pockets can come back down and you can stabilize a cavity. So when we understand how cavities sort of the genesis of cavities, this is really mind blowing because we're taught to believe that acid and sugar sitting on the teeth is the cause. But what's actually going on, because of course the teeth are connected to the body. 
So, and the roots are like trees. And so they draw up nutrients, just like tree roots into the pulp chamber. So it kind of comes in with, you know, like how blood delivers nutrients, but once it's in the pulp chamber, it becomes like lymphatic fluid. So we literally have something called the dentineal lymphatic flow or transport system. So once it's in the pulp chamber, it becomes this clear lymph liquid. And then it goes, it gets pushed out onto the surface of the teeth by the interior, these odontoblasts. And then it goes on to the surface of the teeth. It coalesces there with the saliva and it's like microscopic sweat on the teeth. And then this sort of juice along with the saliva coalesces and it, it, and it propels bacteria and ca like what would ca cause cavities and biofilm and all of that. When we're stressed or, you know, or strong hormonal times like teen or pregnancy or may, what also we're showing is maybe a lot of cell phone use or fluoride or chemicals or a high sugar diet, which is making the blood sugar really high. All of these things contribute to this flow, this dentineal flow becoming stagnant. So then we're stopping that microscopic sweat or it actually, if it gets, if your situation gets worse, it reverses. And then the teeth suck in bacteria and viruses from the mouth into the tooth. And that's how a cavity is formed. So then we can also see how other things like antibiotics, because it's all part of our bloodstream, can get drawn up in the tooth and then cause different things like, like from the uh, fluoroquinones, or am I saying that right? You know that type of um, antibiotic? Yeah, the, yeah, the fluoroquinones, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so crumbling teeth or fluoride making these white mottled marks on the teeth. So all these, you know, that's when we're really getting this whole systemic connection of our teeth, you know, not are they're really a part of our bodies. And so we want to understand that. So we're understanding like, you know, maybe we, we can get motivated then to keep our blood sugar down and to kind of free up the chemicals in our mouths. So what I always sort of to bring that home and what people can do at home is I think of stop, seal and seed as sort of a protocol that people can do at home. So the stopping is like stopping Listerine, you know, stopping brushing with triclosan, sodium lauryl sulfate, and even health food store toothpaste that um, may seem better, but they actually are high in glycerin and glycerin coats the teeth invisibly. So, but it, it blocks the saliva from getting to the teeth. It blocks the tooth's respiration system. So all of that you want to stop, you know, even eating GMO, getting rid of, you know, you don't want the glyphosates in your mouth. Um, stop, stopping things could also be having your mercury removed, um, you know, brushing with cleaner water, all of those things. And then sealing, so stop seal. So that's when we're looking to maybe the plant world, things like baking soda, sea salt, to start healing and sealing the gums. And 98% of the population have some sort of periodontal disease, which can lead to all kinds of things. And so we really want to get the saliva alkaline. So you could, um, and, and these simple ingredients like sea salt, baking soda, if you just have those in your cabinet and you ditch all the rest, you are a thousand times better off. 
you know, I make all, all kinds of dental serums and stuff, but I'm saying you don't even have to go there. Like if you're on a tight budget, you just get that baking soda and the sea salt in bulk and you're done for years. You could literally just live off that for the rest of your life for your oral care. Yes. <laughs> and that's really liberating. And you probably can, you know, most people might have that in their home right now. So you can literally start today. So you can rinse, you can put a pinch of baking soda in water and just do rinsing. And that's really good for kids too, because they are never brushing, you know, every crevice of their mouth. That's going to take, you know, years yeah. <laughs> for them to get that skilled. And then um, that also helps with getting the gums in shape to, you know, be a little more resistant. You know, some people have sort of really white gums and you want to bring the blood flow black back and get them kind of pink and healthy again. Also changing how we're brushing. So you got to brush from the gum down or the gum up, not like this. So, you know, you get to the flow, you'll be faster than what I'm showing right now, but you kind of lift up on your way back. And so it's always brushing down. And, and that's really important for the gum line, because that's where a lot of the gum pockets raise up. And I say like, you kind of want, you know, you want a nice turtleneck of gums around the teeth, you don't want to get to like a cowl neck situation. Because that's because that part of the tooth, it doesn't have enamel once the gums rising up. And so it's very vulnerable to like gum line cavities. So where the gum and the teeth join is very important to take care of. And um, seeding too, I mean, sorry, that's the next step. So sealing and then working with botanicals like seed buckthorn, uh, we make an ozonated gel, different essential oils that can all help to reseal the gums. So people that bleed and then or floss and then bleed, once they apply the serums to their mouth, many people do not have bleeding the next day. Like it's that fast because it is also the gums, which are quite, um, while they're vulnerable, they're also fast, like fast, the tissue's fast to heal. And it was, so depending on the person's constitution and current health state, you know, the bleeding may take a week to stop, but literally people have results overnight. And then what you can do with the serums is you take a drop, put it along floss, and then you can get that, those botanicals right in between the gum line and places where the brush can't reach. And then for whitening, baking soda, sea salt are also so great for that. And really, though, the whiteness comes from inside the tooth. So that's with a healthy diet, a lot of fat-soluble vitamins, some sunshine, creating the vitamin D. That's going to make, because the, the enamel is actually translucent. And so it's about the quality of our diet showing the whiteness of our teeth. And of course, anything that's bleaching or anything is going to make the enamel weaker and weaker and more vulnerable to yellowing. So that's the whole seal. And then the seeding is about, you know, I think of our bodies as sort of this, we want to think of them as like a bacterial bank account. And we want to have a diverse variety of bacteria, friendly bacteria doing their job so we don't have to. And so you can take probiotics or eat fermented foods. And then you can also, um, you know, do oil pulling, but add a, a probiotic to the oil pulling you know, and then you can swish that around your mouth for like 10, 15 minutes. And that helps to pull out toxins and whiten the teeth as well. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I actually got some probiotics for my daughter to take. Mm -hmm. And the dentist that gave them to me said that, you know, they have a study that shows that the children just do not get any more cavities once they're taking or these oral probiotics. Oh, that's so great that you found an effective brand because I'm always like, looking at the ones for the mouth and they seem to sometimes have other things but what you can also do what what um, dentists are also starting to do is they're putting um they're um using a syringe and putting probiotics into the gum line after uh cleaning mm 
but you can do that at home. We ha- have these little syringes and they're blunt tipped, which is, they're great. For, for, we use them for cleaning the gum pockets, especially for people that, that are too high. But, and you can use anything in there, like a hydro, hydrogen peroxide mix. Uh, you could put baking soda in there. You can put one of the dental serums in there and you can put probiotics in there and then you can shoot them into the gum line as mm. well. Yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't really, that hadn't occurred to me to do something like that. (laughs) So so many fun options. (laughs) So I want to talk to you about some of the ingredients that Mm -hmm. people should be avoiding. So number one, you talked about glycerin. And so glycerin is in, you know, considered fairly inert. It's in a lot of natural tooth care products. So um, so why, why exactly should we be avoiding that? And if you mentioned that briefly, but so say you're, you know, taking a supplement or you're using a toothpaste or something that has glycerin, does that rinse out of your mouth uh, after you use that? Because there are a lot of supplements that have glycerin in them. That's true. I think as a supplement, it's just going to go down and you know what I mean? You can kind of get it. So it's not fully, you know, getting all around the mouth if it's like a tincture. Um, but yeah, you definitely don't want to brush with it because the rinsing we're not even sure, you know, it's not like, oh, 10 rinses will make, like, make it go away. It seems to kind of just affect the saliva's flow. And I'm not a big fan of glycerin in skincare either. Um, And that was also through understanding. I was looking at a study because I also talk a lot about the vaginal microbiome and yoni health. And so, you know, KY jelly or, you know, like a glycerin-based lubricant seems kind of inert, as you said, but what it actually happens is it causes osmolarity. And so the cell releases its water to balance on the outside. So you get this short term, um, plumping, but a long-term drought. And what the scientists saw was that the vaginal cells sloughed off. They, they became like shriveled cells. Like one scientist called them like shriveled raisins. And that's happening inside, you know, so and also for skincare, it does the same thing. You get this temporary plumping, but long-term dryness. And also it's, you know, it's, it's made out of GMO corn and all, you know, usually foods that we're going to be avoiding. Like, so the, it doesn't come these days. It's not manufactured in a pure way either. Hmm. Yeah. That's so, good to know. You know. Yeah. And it's like a filler in things really. It's like kind of useless. It's like a carrier. You know, when I take, yeah, but yeah, and it kind of ju- it kind of plumps up the product too in a way like it's doing to ourselves. But I always like I really like making things concentrated and where every single ingredient counts. You know, there's no fillers, there's none of that stuff. It's like everything's active and useful. Because really also when we understand ingredients like things that are in like a paraben, a methylparaben preservative, it's only in products at like 0.01% but it's showing up in our livers and breast tissue. And so we really, from that example, understand that every drop matters. And, you know, what we are putting on in, a, on in and around our body, we can, you know, we can have this sort of, um, we can control. Yes, whereas yeah. Whereas can. Yeah, yeah and you, you have to do that. You have to look at every single product you're putting in or on your body and every single ingredient. And then maybe mm-hmm. what's not on the label. You know, there's a lot of yeah. things in the fragrance that yes. in that term that's not on the label. So it's hundreds of ingredients are in that one word. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. just, you've got to do this, this investigative work and just evaluate every single thing and go with companies you trust. They are, are caring enough about their customers, about the people using their products to make better choices in what they're producing. 
And then you also talked about alcohol. So I did this for years. I used, I had the freshest breath. I always got compliments on it because I was using Listerine. And I used Listerine for, I mean, probably 20 years. Um, and so unfortunately, I'm going to have to pay the price for that. But tell us again Maybe about not. alcohol. What's the problem with alcohol in the mouth? Well, you know, alcohol in general, there's times for it and you know what I mean so there, but then that we're talking about a pure alcohol that's like you know like in our perfumes we use a, a beautiful biodynamic organic uh, grape alcohol which is different than the propylene you know alcohols that are used in Listerine and all that so there's a time and place for it but that's definitely kind of the synthetic alcohols is not something we want to be engaging with in our bodies but there's so many you know you could just take one drop of peppermint and there you're helping your microbiome and you're, you know, not causing any issues. So there's so many options. That's the great thing too. Nowadays, like we really, sometimes I think people felt restricted or maybe back in the eighties when we had to have an alternative switch, but now you literally enter like a whole other banquet of beautiful options. So you know, I mean, walking down the drugstore aisle is not inspiring. And even though there's like this plethora of periodontal, like pro this promised land of options, none of that stuff is actually helping us at all. So I was going down the aisle in Target the other day, and it's just amazing all of the marketing that's involved and, you know, sensitive teeth and uh, whitening your whitening your teeth. There's so many different whitening products with hydrogen peroxide. What are some of the problems with hydrogen peroxide? Yeah, hydrogen peroxide is a useful tool, but we ought to use it properly. And you want to have real and pure hydrogen peroxide, and you want to make sure you're diluting it to three percent, and that it is only pure hydrogen peroxide. And then you can use that once or twice a month because it can be a bit astringent on the gums. But it is great, and it is also bacteriostatic, so it, it does help and it does keep things clean. Usually though, there can be whitening stuff and it also has types of bleaches. So it would have more than just hydrogen peroxide. So that's what you wanna be careful with. And you can get a lot, you know, often people's discoloration, it can be plaque and tartar that is really deeply discolored from all the blueberry smoothies and red wine. So if you get a really good cleaning and a holistic dentist can also do like a salt blast, sort of like, you know, that sandblast old buildings? Well, you can get your teeth salt blasted and that's really whitening and not harsh at all. And so then you can see, oh, it was just sort of that red wine stained plaque. So once you get all the old calculus and tartar off your mouth, then you can really, you probably do have white teeth under there. And um, otherwise, if, it, if you've got gray and glassy teeth, you might be mineral or vitamin deficient and that's what's showing up. And so you really want to get that inner pulp chamber sort of fat again, like with fat soluble vitamins, that's important. And minerals too. I think a lot of people yes. are mineral deficient. Yes. They need to mineralize their teeth from the, the outside, like placing mm -hmm. minerals like salt and, mm -hmm. and also mineralizing from the inside and they need saturated fats to absorb mm -hmm. minerals into their teeth. So vegans, have a problem mm -hmm. doing this because they're not getting the, the fat soluble vitamins as much. And they're mm -hmm. also not getting a lot of minerals, which are in animal, a lot of in animal products. Um, and so a higher carbon fruit situation could also then start that, that dentineal lymph flow could start be getting reversed. There's also in vegan and vegetarian diets, there can be a lot of uh, eating like rice and lentils and oats, that kind of thing, which are all really high in phytic acid. 
And phytic acid's an anti-nutrient and it will drop phosphorus from the body. And when you speak of minerals, some of the key minerals for teeth health is um, phosphorus and magnesium. What's also important with that is the fat soluble vitamins of vitamin D3 and K2. So we need those because those act like ushers. They usher the minerals into the bones. And so if we don't have those vitamins, then the minerals stay in the blood flow and they're not going into our bones. And so that's like a little very important combination that's actually been studied for decades. Really, even at the 1920s was the first understanding of vitamin D. And then the people that did the dentineal lymph flow studies, they could see when drops in certain minerals cause that flow to drop as well. So yeah, it's, you know, if you, you know, you got your basic nutrients down and everything, then that will keep raising your, the health of your teeth as well. Yeah. And I wanted to mention that because I know there's a lot of people that are vegetarian or in, yes. and especially vegans that start having mm-hmm. dental problems mm-hmm. within a couple of years of going vegan. And that's why you're just, your teeth are nutritionally deficient. It's not just, oh, I all of a sudden have a cavity. Wonder why. Yes. It's because yes. of your diet. You're not getting adequate nutrition, minerals and the right kinds of saturated fats. Yes, and that's showing like the, your bone health too. So if that's the situation in your teeth, then your literal bones are being compromised as well. It, it's a reflection. Yes, yeah, and I thought that was really interesting. You said that the glassy or kind of clear teeth, that's from mineral deficiency. I, I hadn't really thought of that before. I have seen a lot of um, chil- vegan children or vegans over the year with with that. And I get it. I had many years being vegan. I really understood it. And it was actually like going, being pregnant and birthing and all of that and doing my dental research that really further just clarified that, um, there's, you can maybe have vegan moments in your life, but it's not a birth to death situation (laughs) and it's not the best for growing children, you know? Yeah, yeah, I have my vegan moments. Yeah, we, I have yeah. my vegan moments, or I, I have a couple days. Do. Like I don't want meat. Like I'm just listening to my body. You yeah, know, and I, oh, I'm like, sure. I want a veggie burger. That's what I want right now. I, I just want to wrap with just vegetables and sprouts and raw hummus and all yeah. that jazz. But it's yeah, birth to death. Mm-mm. It's mm-hmm. not how we were built. Sorry. And yeah. so that's a very good point. So um, let's talk a little bit about kind of a, a good solution for a more natural approach. I mean, so mm-hmm. you you want a company called Living Libations. You have lots of options for people to have better oral care naturally. You, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but can you, can you expand on what you were discussing before? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we, uh, we make all our products, and of course they all work beautifully with the mouse microbiome. And that was really neat. As uh, I was writing my last book, Renegade Beauty, and I have a full dental chapter in there as well, there had been more and more stuff coming out about the microbiome. And what was really great was seeing, really understanding in present time why for thousands of years ingredients like frankincense, rose, cardamom, cinnamon, tea tree, peppermint, mastic, myrrh, Um, clove, all of those beautiful plants have really been used across time and cultures to take care of our mouths. And now we have modern science showing us why. And so what we now understand is that essential oils have 
are, are quorum sensing inhibitors. And so what that means is they inhibit the pathogens from communicating and ganging up to create biofilms. So what's going on in our mouths is we obviously have our, our friendly bacteria, our good bacteria. Hopefully that's the majority and then they can keep the pathogens in check because we're never going to be pathogen free. And the pathogens are normally floating around sort of freestyle, like a, like a plankton in the ocean. They're, you know, just floating around. But when they can gain traction and start communicating and quorum sensing, then they start bunching up and gaining momentum and forming biofilms. So we can have biofilms in the mouth, but those can also form inside the body as well. And those can be formed from the biofilms in the mouth. And so what essential oils do and I'm speaking in general terms, but all the ones like the clove and stuff that I mentioned, is they're able to break up that communication, stop the gene expression. They're able to break up biofilms in ways that antibiotics can't or, and certainly can't anymore. They can burst that. And they're bacteriostatic. So they're going to clean up the pathogens while keeping all the friendly bacteria in check, which is you know, if the medicine we need today really is take care of the pathogens, but don't screw up the friendly bacteria. You know, that's what they're searching for when we, now that we're in this age of antibiotic resistance. So they really do provide a good solution. Generally, of course, you're not going to be putting those straight into your mouth because one drop is so potent, especially something like clove, which is great for tooth pain, but don't ever put it on straight because it will burn. That's a, if it's a pure 100% clove, you just want to be diluting that like um, you still want some strong clove, but you want to be diluting that with olive oil or something or coconut oil. Um, so the dental serums on our line of toothpaste all contain varying essential oils that all work for things like um, sensitive teeth. Sensitive teeth really come from gum issues. It's not fully the teeth. It's because the gums are starting to recede and then we're getting more sensitive to hot and cold. So even our sensitive toothpaste, people will use it overnight and again, there, there's a lot of sensitivity is literally going away the next day. And it's without, you know, an, anesthetizing the mouth with chemicals and it's cleaning, cleaning up things. So the essential oils create a beautiful palette where, you know, we can do, and the great thing too, they're, they're you know, different botanicals are going to work with different bacteria, which is great because there's a lot of diversity, whether it's from disease in our mouth you know, from varying one, we're all going to have different sort of bacterial problems. And what's also interesting that's going on because we're losing species of bacteria in our mouths, like everybody has strep in their mouth and that's a cavity causing one. So why is it causing, you know, back cavities in one person, but not the other? And so the theory now is that the strep's missing some of its sort of ancest ancestral bacterial buddies to keep it in check. And so that's why it's really important to not do all these things that are mutating and, and making extinct microbes in our mouth with the things like the Listerine. So that's why we got to chill on all that because we're literally just the whole ecosystem in our mouths. We're wrecking every time we go in there with a toothbrush of triclosan and the friendly bacteria are just like, oh, no, <laughs> don't do that. You know, so we want to harmonize, calm things down, start brushing slower, not with a lot of pressure, you know, and all those. You just got to really turn things around and doing things like um, the baking soda rinse that I mentioned before. That really sets the tone so that you could do that before you brush then you could brush and you could do another rinsing. It, it, it neutralizes the mouth and alkalinizes it from a day of food that might have been more acidic.
And then you can get those essential oils working as toothpaste. You di- you're ditching your toothpaste. Um, you can add the, a drop of the, the essential oil dental serum to baking soda so you can get a bit of that grit going because the, the, so- the baking soda is really good for a gentle polish. And it isn't abrasive. So there's a bit, sometimes people think it's abrasive, but it's like there's a, there's a, an RDA index for that. And it's abrasivity is so low compared to most, it's like it's under 10, whereas most toothpaste are like out of 60, 70. So baking soda is really something you can use daily in your mouth. Yeah. And you want to get aluminum free baking soda, like Dr. Bob's or, you know, the Bob Mills company. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the the Arm & Hammer's a lot of aluminum in it. So it's a good idea to not be putting that in your mouth, in your face. (laughs) Yes. You want to have a good source of it. Yes. (laughs) And then we have fun making a bunch of, we have tooth, we have like a a charcoal wintergreen toothpaste. We have a clay toothpaste. And so you can have a all kinds of fun with that. And you can use things like that at home too. You can use clay with your baking soda. Um, my books have recipes for some do-it-yourself toothpaste as well. And so how does charcoal, this black substance, whiten your teeth? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, it just, it's why am I putting this in my mouth? Is what I'm, There's I'm seemingly thinking. quite a few staining things that do, like black walnut hull powder, turmeric powder, charcoal, which is black. It's scary putting it on, but they do uh, really create whiteness afterwards. I know for the charcoal, it's helping, you know, detoxify the mouth as well, which is really great, especially, you know, if there has been mercury fillings and that kind of thing. You can also, um, with oil pulling, you could also put a pinch of charcoal in there as well. And, uh, it, I, I have never fully, like I've done a few months of oil pulling, but I've, you know, I know people that have a lot of, a lot of stuff going on and they really dedicate themselves to an oil pulling program. It's phenomenal to see that turnaround and people's teeth are glowing after a few months of that. Hmm. It's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't done, you know, consistent, uh, you know, coconut oil pulling. I definitely do yeah. it on occasion, but you know, I, I haven't really thought about doing it, you know, consistently for say two or three months. Yeah. It's really neat to see the changes in that. And if people want more, got another article on that on our site and different things. And we even make serums for that, but it's really fun because you can add little things to it to help. I even have a recipe in our book and on our site about these little like oil pulling cups you can make. Like, so you do, you make little cubes um, with coconut oil and you get like a silicone, not an ice cube tray, but that's too big, but like one that has little, you know, for making little chocolates, you melt your coconut oil, put some essential oils in there, probiotics, pinch of charcoal, pour it in the little silicone tray, pop that in the fridge, and then they're solidified. And then you can put them in a mason jar. And if, you know, at room temperature, they'll say stay solid. And then you can just pop in these little oil pulling things. And it's fun for kids as well. Well, I just need to up my oral health <laughs> game. I am, I am just not on top of this. Like I well, you know, be. it can get really boring <laughs> after so many years. <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about electric toothbrushes and how those impact the mouth. I've been using one for a while, but sometimes I feel like it's just too rough. And I, you know, if you, you, you brush too hard, it irritates the gums and they want to, you know, recede. So what's going on with the electric toothbrush, electric toothbrushes in your oral health? There is a place for them, I think. Um, So first I always recommend that you have just a normal 
manual brush, that's the word. And then you're really, this is really when you're brushing the gums. But again, it's one direction and you can, you're starting as high as you can get up on that gum and brushing it down. And that's sort of like, you know, dry brushing your gums and massaging them. So there's good, good things there. And then, and then, you know, and you do that with a toothpaste or a dental serum. And then you can use your electric brush, which is more like a polisher. So sometimes I think of like the janitor doing that wood floor with those buffers. So that's what the polishing is about. That's me every night. Yeah. (laughs) And that's where it's good if you use it on a dry brush, pinch of baking soda or, and then a drop of uh, a serum or like a drop of peppermint. And then you're, you're going over. And I love, I actually like the sonic ones are, are good, but they're really expensive. And I didn't, I found what I liked is the small round headed one. Cause it's a different, then it's different than your other toothbrush. And then you're getting in areas that this, the rectangle standard one doesn't really get into. And like behind the front teeth, that's such a good one for that round head, the tops of the teeth, obviously you can go to town on those, but again, you still don't need to be hard. So if your to- your toothbrush six months down the road should look exactly like when you bought it, obviously, except maybe, you know, used, but the, the bristles should not be splayed in any way. If they are, you're just using too much pressure and everybody needs soft, extra soft toothbrush heads. I don't care if you're like, you know, a big man, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you need your soft headed toothbrush. Nobody should be using anything above a soft. So that's important too. And then, yeah, you're sort of buffing the teeth and that's where you're really getting off that extra plaque. And then you want to take your floss, put a dental serum along there because it's just going to make flossing like a thousand times more worth the effort. And you're going to floss each tooth. And then I do recommend in the beginning for people to floss twice like that. Then people ask why, and I say, well, when you're on your second floss, you'll see why, because there's still stuff coming out, <laughs> you know, so you want to do that. And then you want to rinse again with that alkaline rinse of the baking soda, or you can also make a rinse with uh, salt water. And then you want to, like, any special areas where you maybe the gum pockets are rising or anything, and then you can take the dental serum, massage it on your gums, and give them that extra treat, or maybe at that stage um, where you need extra, extra care, and you can use that syringe and then get things good going along in the gum line. And then if you want, you could just do oil pulling for 10, 15 minutes as you walk around the house or, and do something else. Oh, I feel like I need to go to a tooth spa. (laughs) (laughs) I need a a dentist with a tooth spa so I can go and make my appointment. That that uses our stuff and she has, which she, it's, she calls it a tooth spa. And so we do. I mean, think about all the facials we get, right? Yeah. I think we do need to think of that more for our teeth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. I mean, you you know, your your teeth only last so long. I mean, you you have to take care of them if you want them performing for you and in, in you know into old age. I mean, you really have to take care of them. And we're going to be you know, if you're really taking care of yourself, like the people listening to this podcast. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to be living into your 80s and 90s and even 100, you know, detoxing 20s, your body and, yeah, and using infrared saunas. You've got to be really on your tooth game if you yes. want to retain all of your teeth. Uh, yes. I don't plan to have dentures and, you know, have no. all this terrible dental work that our grandparents did. You know, all yeah, of our oh, grandparents like, had dentures. 80, let's just remove them all and put yeah. in a denture. Thing. Yeah, no, thank you. No, no, I'm going to take care of my teeth. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, so tell us where to find you, where we can learn more about you and, and your natural solutions. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you can our website's livinglibations.com, and we have obviously our, the things we create on there, our whole dental line, tons of dental articles. And you can also email us any dental question. Of course, we can't like sort of diagnose, but we really can help people or and direct them to resources that can help them. So it can be a good first stop. And we also do free, uh, so you can email us about anything. And then we also, if you need the extra care, we have half hour free consults for skin care and dental care. So all of that. And then I have my book, Holistic Dental Care, and my book, Renegade Beauty, which also has a good portion of dental care in there and yeah and then our regular social media channels <laughs> yeah i mean i went on your website earlier today livinglibations.com and i was like wow you have all kinds of stuff on here like essential oils and beauty care products lots of really amazing natural products for beauty and a whole in dent dentistry dentistry and like a whole range of things it's pretty prolific because uh, there's a lot of creativity going on here. But really, it's also because as people people love their libations and they really just want us to just take care of every facet of their body. So we kind of just, you know, also keep coming up with other things because we just know we will always do it so well and so purely. So that's why we have we even made the dental serums, the toothpaste, you know, and we have an ozonated gel or in body care. We go from, you know, poetic pits to shampoo, to, <laughs> to even Yoni care products. Yes, yeah. You know. Well, tell we us about the best. ozone. As long as we're talking yeah. about dentistry, tell us about the ozone gel and how that's helpful. Yeah, so that's really helpful because it's also bacteriostatic and it also helps to um, heal and seal the gums and it's antibacterial and it's very regenerative and it helps speed up healing. So we ozonate the, which was created by Nikola Tesla. Tesla, yeah, sorry. But I said saying his name wrong. And he invented, like he invented so many things, but he literally invented ozonating, sending ozone through olive oil. And he made the patent for that. And he, you know, a lot of doctors at that time would use it. So present day time, now we're ozonating. We took our very popular happy gumdrops gel and then we ozonated it and just sort of brought it to a new superhero level. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have some ozone gel that I use, and it, I mean, it is strong. It I mean, is strong. You take a, t you just need like the tiniest little drop of mm -hmm. it, and your whole mouth and your sinuses are just getting blasted and yeah. killing off bacteria. Especially important if you have mouth infections or totally. cavitations or receding gums. You can do this stuff that you at home that normally yeah. that's reserved for just biological dentists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can put that on your gums, like after you brush your teeth, it even makes a lovely lip gloss. And you can even combine that with other essential oils and stuff too. Mm. Yeah. Well, Nadine, thanks so much for coming on the show. That's, this is just full of so many good tips and tricks. And I mean, so much better than all of the dentists combined that I've interviewed <laughs> on this podcast. It's I think maybe they might not want to explain things. Like they think people aren't going to understand. So thanks for the the depth, the level that you went to in explaining, you know, how our teeth work essentially. Oh, it was my pleasure. And and truly though, I mean, I'm so indebted to some maverick dentists out there that really through their work, I feel like I was able to just translate it and 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 tell us all about it. Yes. Well, thanks for coming on. And everyone, thanks for listening to the Myers Detox podcast, where we explore all kinds of topics related to detoxing your body of heavy metals and chemicals and giving you natural solutions, alternatives that you can use so you don't retox your body when you're trying to detox. So thanks for listening. And I will talk to you guys very, very soon.